This is the Healthcare Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. No industry, including sick care, can be fixed from inside. For every one hour that they spend on patient care, they're spending up to two hours on EHR data entry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healthcare Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. No matter what, we all face the inevitable, aging. But why should it be something to dread or fear? Everyone should have the chance to age well. And in the elder care industry, there's a responsibility to create positive environments for seniors to thrive and engage their bodies and minds as they age. And here to help explain the importance of aging well and how to give seniors those opportunities is Fatima Perkins, Director of Community Outreach and Advocacy for WRAAA, the Western Reserve Area Agency on Aging. Welcome, Fatima. Great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Uh, It's always a pleasure getting to chat with people from WRAAA. You will have really insightful commentary to give on the elder care industry um, and tips on how professionals can you know, always improve their care. And I feel like WRAAA is really that thought leader in the space. So I'm excited to get your insight on this specific topic. So when we do say age well, what are we really saying? Uh, what would you say defines a positive aging experience for someone? I feel that when we say age well, we mean that someone is experiencing their optimal health, as well as uh, staying connected. And what do you mean by connected? You mean connected to family members, friends, uh, the community? Give me a little more insight on that one. All of the above. Staying connected uh, with themselves interpersonally, staying connected with the community through activities, family members, building relationships, you know, just a continuous lifelong learning experience. So since you've been at WRAAA, How have you seen that really benefit seniors? What are some of the specifics or some examples you've seen of getting seniors those opportunities to engage physically or mentally or emotionally uh, with others or with themselves? And how has that impacted their aging process? Okay, well, through our outreach efforts, we primarily focus on three things, the three E's, education, engagement, and empowerment. And when I say education, that also includes information where we go out to over 200 venues a year and we make sure that older adults, caregivers and people in general have information about programs, services and resources in the community that would be helpful to them. Okay, and that would be our education and information component. Then we have our engagement component where we have several health and wellness opportunities that we offer to the community. And we're not the only ones. We have several nonprofits in the area that offer resources such as diabetes self-management, chronic disease self-management, exercise programs, fitness programs, nutrition programs where you learn how to cook food for yourselves, just all types of opportunities. Volunteerism is a huge one in this community as well. Yeah, I mean, those are all very important. And 
not something that should just be applied to seniors, too. I mean, I think those three E's are beneficial for anyone in their life at, at any point in their life. Um, so the fact that we have to reemphasize it and make sure that seniors are getting it, I think, shows that you know, for a while, maybe they weren't getting those experiences. Why do you think those three E's were falling off for seniors in the past? I don't actually feel that they they were falling off, but I think that over a certain period of time, they may have declined. But with the growth in the volume of our favorite phrase, the baby boomers, things are being reintroduced in a different way. The other E that I did not mention, which is um, empowerment. Empowerment is very important because that involves uh, civic engagement and making sure that your voice is heard, that you want to make decisions about your life and your independence. I love that. So this is really more than just an idea of having people feel healthy and and engage physically and, and mentally, but also be active parts of their community and re-engage with their civic duties? Absolutely. Uh, The older adult population, we know, is one of the populations that consistently votes. So that is very important because they are shaping uh, the policies that are in the community by activating their votes and public policy as well being developed that will impact them in a positive way. So let's go back to some of the tangible benefits of aging well on a senior's mind and on their body. Um, so when they're engaged physically and mentally, what are some some tangible examples of benefits that you've seen for those seniors? Okay, well, you know, before we go into that, I'm going to make mention that We now have 49 million older adults in our nation that are 65 years of age and older, and that in itself speaks volumes. So, of course, we want people as they're moving through life to make sure that they keep their minds active and that they keep their bodies in such a way where they are physically mobile and can get around. Let's take the mind, for example. Uh, A lot of different things go on. Uh, Nowadays, there are some games called brain games. These are very popular. They're like Jeopardy-type sessions that are going on at senior centers, and that keeps the mind active. And we know that there has been some research showing that when you keep the mind active, even through games, music, things of that nature, you can offset dementia, okay? And as far as physical activity, we want people to stay physically fit for as long as possible because staying physically fit, it offsets some of the chronic diseases such as hypertension, arthritis, and diabetes. So you mentioned we have 49 million people in our nation that are 65 years or older. Um, You also mentioned that, you know, that's mostly the baby boomer population. Um, And, you know, I think I think that generation has created a lot of change for us for several chunks of time. Uh, The fact that they're now sort of shaping how we approach elder care is is really important. Um, And to tie into that. 
I think we're also seeing people live longer. Um, you know, modern medicine is better. Um, just general life expectancy is going up. And we have just more seniors as well. So there's definitely a stronger need to emphasize aging well for our seniors. Um, are you seeing anything else just in general? Any, um, any industry news that supports this idea that we need to emphasize aging well now more than ever? Yes. Well, you know, for the United States, the average person life expectancy is about 78 years of age. And the good thing is that if you reach age 65, you are expected to live an additional 19 more years. And for females, we kind of get a bonus of about 21 years after 65. So that's a wonderful thing. As far as other industries, you know, the state of Ohio had a campaign a couple of years ago, and it was called Aging is Everyone's Business. And this is absolutely true. Every industry that you go into has a segment that focuses on the older adult, the mature adult, and the experienced adult in every industry now. Housing is a big one. Health is a big one. Though in health, we do need more geriatricians in health. We need more RNs and we need more uh, community health workers, uh, state-tested nursing assistants, that type of thing. Very true. So, Fatima, how does your specific position in community outreach and advocacy play into this whole conversation? How does engaging the community help seniors in that community age well? Well, one of the biggest things that we do is we create partnerships and collaborations with over 200 organizations in the community on a yearly basis where we go in and we help them set up programming for the older adults that they're serving. And these are wonderful partnerships. We've done things where we've introduced people to uh, one of our favorite presentations is called Aging Well, where we give several points about how to age well. People seem to love that because it's very engaging. It's entertaining. Folks want to be entertained. So that's a wonderful thing. We can do Matter of Balance. Matter of Balance is a program that helps prevent and reduce falls because, as you know, falls are the leading cause of fatal and non-fatal injuries uh, for older adults. And as we speak, every 11 seconds, someone is falling, okay? And it's costing the nation over $50 billion a year. And most of that, 75% of it is being taken care of by Medicare and Medicaid, and I know that in your position, you also help build specific programs and events to help engage not only seniors, but the communities that those seniors are living in. Tell me a bit about some of those programs and events and the impact that you've seen them have on seniors aging well. Okay, well, one of the programs that we uh, help build was a program at a library, and this was called Prime Time at Your Library. And the program focused on a series of workshops around food and nutrition, housing, financial stability, and those types of topics, because those are things that are very relevant 
for older adults, you know, making sure that they're financially stable. They want to make sure that they pay their bills, but along with the financial stability comes making sure that older adults are aware of financial exploitation and scams that are out in the community. With hunger, that's a big issue for our agency. We are working um, on hunger and relieving hunger and eliminating hunger amongst older adults. Uh, in our country, about 4.9 million older adults are considered at risk or experiencing food insecurity, which basically means they're going hungry or they don't have access to appropriate foods. So we're involved in all types of partnerships where we're trying to build awareness and build capacity with programs to make sure that folks are able to remain in the community and independent, that they have the basic needs that will keep them independent. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's so important, feeling like even as you age, you are a valued part of just the cultural conversation in your community. That goes a really long way to just staying um, mentally engaged and feeling like, you know, there's still there's still value, right? You don't want to lose that idea that, you know, you're valuable to your community. Absolutely not. You know, they've done a lot of research around this and 90% of older adults who have responded to surveys state that they want to remain in their home. And with that, that tells us that we need to make sure that we have those social supports or those wraparound services to make sure that people can stay in their homes and that they can age with optimal health. There was a recent study that I looked at and though we want people to remain in their homes, chances are they're going to be single in those homes, particularly older women. Uh, there is an increase in loneliness and isolation. There's a difference between the two. Social uh, isolation could mean that geographically you are not near other people, but loneliness is more of a feeling. But nonetheless, when you have these feelings, that is basically like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And there has been research on that. And this is a global thing to the point where the UK has actually appointed a minister of loneliness. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should take their lead. Right. Yeah. I mean, addressing that as a, a really tangible issue is important, you know, not letting it feel like like just, I don't know, like a feeling, right? It's more than a feeling. It's something that affects someone's livelihood and someone's ability to engage mentally and physically very tangibly. Yes, and it's also an opportunity for, you know, innovative strategies like intergenerational programming where you can have the youth calling the older adult, just checking in on them. You know, decades ago, we used to have programs that were referred to as telephone reassurance, where an older adult received a call on a weekly basis just to say hello and to see how they're doing. We still have some of those programs 
out there, but they're not necessarily called telephone reassurance. For example, with our home delivered meal programs, you usually have a driver and a jumper. And the jumper is the person that is physically delivering the meal. So they have an opportunity to be a gatekeeper, so to speak, and get to see the person, to see how they're doing and to make sure things are okay. And if not, they will report back to the agency. So what else do you think professionals can do to spot opportunities for mental, physical, and emotional engagement for seniors? Because, um, you know, a lot of times there are very individual caretakers that will have a very personal relationship with, you know, just their one patient. Um, The senior builds a lot of trust and um, a lot of care for that caretaker. So they have the the inside scoop, basically. They can they are the ones that can daily or you know biweekly or however often they visit, they can tell what's up and how to help. So what are some things to look out for, and how can uh, professionals help spot those opportunities to help seniors age a little better? I'm thinking, you know, everything that you have just said. But on a larger scale, okay, for example, when older adults are going in for a medical appointment, doctors having longer conversations with them, this is a two-way engagement opportunity where seniors do need to keep notes about what's going on in their lives and present that to their physician or their medical practitioner And the medical practitioner needs to take the time to actively listen to what's going on. We've had a lot of programs in the past that have helped save lives. Some programs have been medication misuse programs where an older adult would go to a pharmacy and the pharmacist would check their medications and supplements that they were taking and could tell if there were contraindications. And if they were, they would discuss with that person about going back and speaking with their physician. So some of these programs can really save lives, but we just have to be willing to be more attentive to older adults and what their needs are, setting up more opportunities. Hey, if you have a neighbor that's an older adult and you have inclement weather, just make sure that you go next door and check on them, see how they're doing. You know, make sure they're okay and they have everything that they need to get through. No, yeah, I totally agree. As an elder care professional, if you approach it in a personal way, um, you know, I think you're going to find the solutions more more easily. And whatever those opportunities are to engage the senior, they're probably going to be more genuine and more authentic, too. Mm-hmm. And... And folks and, you know, families and individuals, they have to simply be more proactive when it comes to the aging process. I always refer to it as intentional aging. That means that we can't wait until there is a crisis. We have to begin to be more proactive, you know, just small things. You know, you're retiring, look into what your Social Security is going to look like because for the average American, that is the basic uh, income that they have when they retire. Uh, You know, take advantage of some of the free care consultation programs. We have a program, Aging and Disability 
resource center and network. Just simply make a call to that program and see if you're eligible for certain benefits in certain programs. We have programs for caregivers, you know, family caregiver support program. We have a interactive um, six-week workshop uh, for caregivers called Powerful Tools for Caregivers. And this program helps caregivers build confidence in what they're doing. So Fatima, to wrap things up, I know at WRAAA, you all follow the mantra that aging is a journey, not a destination, which I think plays into that idea that aging shouldn't be something to dread or fear. It should be something to embrace and find ways to to do productively and in a positive way. How do you think the industry as a whole, beyond just elder care, can better communicate that mantra? And how do you think WRAAA really does an exceptional job of living that day in, day out? I think overall, the industries need to come together and focus on aging from a positive perspective. There are so many cultures that have words for aging when someone becomes a senior, quote unquote, or an older adult. What their word stands for is wisdom or experience or reverence. And it's not just the word older, adult, or senior. It actually means something and it's very, very important and very respectful. So our industries need to look more at the positive aspects of aging, though we know there are quite a few vulnerable individuals who will need supportive services. And we need to begin to use images of aging that are healthy, stimulating, engaging, people having fun in life and enjoying life. Because we're all doing it. As soon as we're born, we start aging, okay? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's inevitable, and it should be something that, you know, though it is inevitable, is viewed in a more positive light. And I like that you brought up the cultural aspect because it's very true. You know, so many other cultures outside of um, America they embrace their seniors in, you know, like you said, a, a very wise sense or a sense that as you grow older, you become more respected. And I'm not saying that here in America, we don't respect our seniors, but, you know, it's not quite as ingrained in our culture that as you get older, you know, there's this this reverence to being a senior. So, yeah, I think I think industries as a whole that help serve seniors can start to look at how other cultures sort of embrace seniority and, you know, take some tips from that. I, I totally agree. So Fatima, thank you so much for joining us on the healthcare podcast. I really enjoyed getting your insight on this subject of aging well and how professionals in the elder care space and beyond can promote that mantra that aging is a journey, not a destination. It's been a real pleasure getting to chat with you. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.